beautiful black bougie sisters welcome to the first episode of black bow and bougie it's your girl tasha two s's in the eye of soulful expression and i'm shonda v the favorite fashionista so what exactly does it mean to be black bold and bougie well i'll tell you it means to be fierce to stand in who you are no matter where you are we created this podcast to enlighten encourage and engage Black millennial women on topics that affect our everyday lives and community. So without further ado, let's get started. Woo, woo. So today, let's discuss what it's like to build better relationships with Black women. So as a teen and a young woman in my 20s, I often found it really hard to build and maintain relationships with other Black women. I mean, what is that about? We often hear women say, no, I don't hang with her or I don't hang with too many women because they keep up so much drama and so much mess. But is that really true? Like, why is it so hard for Black women to form meaningful, long-lasting friendships with other Black women? You know, it seems as though like we have come to a place in society where we are always pitted against each other. So we're always in competition. And instead of, you know, learning how to build each other up and support one another, we always see each other as like, oh, no, I got to beat her or, you know, I can't let her outdo me. I can't let her outshine me. Realistically, we should be working together. I totally agree. It's the classic crab in a barrel mentality. Like if we're out at a bar or a club or a winery and one black woman comes in looking fly, now everybody in the room has to look her up and down, size her up and see, oh, is she dressed better than me? Oh, is she prettier than me? It's like everybody in the room can't be beautiful black women. There can only be one token beautiful black woman. So let me ask you this. Do you think that it has anything to do with the fact that now black men are kind of a scarcity? So now we're like competing for the men. So could that be some of the tension that we feel amongst ourselves? Good question. That is totally a source of competition and frustration within the Black community. And if we want to really branch it out, we are not only in competition with other Black women, but we are now in competition with women of other races and ethnicities with Black features. But, you know, that's a topic for another day. I don't want to get into that whole thing because we'll be here for hours. But I do think that one of the reasons why it is so hard for us to form relationships other than just the competitive aspect is that we don't really initiate conversations with other Black women. Like when I'm out and I see a woman dressed nicely, I'll say, hey, sis, cute purse. Or, hey, sis, I love those shoes, but I never take it a step further. A tip for building better relationship amongst us Black women is to just initiate conversation. For me, I'll be honest, you know, I've been told several times that I do not look friendly. Oh, me too. (laughs) I was just going to say that. It's just my face. Guys, if you see me out, I am seriously the most friendly, open person you'll ever meet. I just, I don't know. I just have this permanent resting 
face, you know, fill in the blank. Natasha, like, what does that look like for you? Have you ever initiated a conversation with another Black woman while just being out in a public um, I think like when we at events, it's a little bit, you know, more natural um, because you're just kind of standing there and you don't want to, you don't want to feel overly awkward. So you just kind of start talking. Um, but in general, like if I'm out shopping or doing something else, unless I'm like standing in line and, you know, we, we connect on something. Cause you know, when black people get in a room, sometimes we'll see something, we'll lock eyes from across the room because we know exactly what the other person is thinking, <laughs> you know, yeah. in those scenarios, then it's really easy to just kind of jump into a conversation or you know sometimes people will say oh I love your hair and that can start something or they might ask oh you know what do you use on your hair or things like that and then we can naturally kind of engage in conversation I'm just kind of like a loner so a lot of times I don't be want to be bothered sometimes so I just kind of keep in my bubble but you know like if it's a situation where I feel like um, one, I'm at a social event, you know, definitely less talk. But then two, like, like I said, if I'm in a situation where I'm at the store and I see something or I'm checking something, and I'm like, man, that looks really cool. Or I want to know more information then I have no problem with engaging in conversation. But like you were saying, um, a lot of times when we, when we're out, we have these personas that we have on and like it really does kind of shut other people out and it's kind of like oh maybe I shouldn't talk to her you know that person probably isn't even what we're perceiving you know our perception is completely skewed I mean because like I said like for years everybody always say you know oh you that girl look mean like I'm just kind of keeping to myself I'm not in your business I'm minding my business why that make me mean I'm just in my own world you know so we have these preconceived notions and that really stops us from allowing ourselves to experience new things fortunately you know is very prevalent amongst women that's a good point perception so another thing that I've heard from women who initially didn't like me but then grew to love me was that they looked at me and they thought I was stuck up they oh. <laughs> but I think women are intimidated if they see another woman out and she's dressed to a T instead of going up to that sister and say hey girl you did that you you dress nice you immediately look her un- up and down and you find lack within yourself it really comes back to those other women just having a lack of self-esteem who i was just about to say that i was about to ask you do you really think that the real issue at the heart of it is more of a self-esteem issue because instead of them allowing us to kind of walk in our glory you know they want to look at us because maybe they don't feel their glory maybe their crown has slipped and that's why we should be building each other up if sis is looking at you like oh you know she thinks she all that maybe maybe we just need to give her a compliment because maybe she's struggling with her own self-esteem and that's why she's giving you the evil eye exactly moral of the story is my light shining does not dim your light or put your light out all of our lights can shine and i think the more black women get that engraved into their consciousness that i am not your competition i'm actually your help i'm actually your sister in society then the better off we'll be so another tip for building better relationships with black women is to build trust through transparency for me this is everything I can talk to a random person or even people that I consider friends 
all day long. I'm a bit of a chatty Kathy, but you really don't build that intimacy within a friendship until you start revealing and telling me parts of your life or telling me things about yourself that aren't just surface level. And I think as Black women, we have issues with trust, not just trusting other women, not just trusting men, trusting but people. trusting okay. people in general. So I think as Black women, the more we learn to trust our sisters and be transparent about our struggles, about our day-to-day lives, about our experiences, the closer we can get to building those deeper bonds with other Black women. So what do you think the path is to developing this trust? I mean, like, is it that, you know, we have, how do we get, I guess my, my real question is, how do we get past our trust issues in order to do this? I think it comes with practice. It comes with consistency of communication. So I'm going to put my best friends on blast. Um, Outside of Tasha, my other two best friends are Vanessa and Alicia. And we have been best friends since college. Now we're at a place where we could talk one or two times a year. And then we get back together as if no time has passed. That's real friendship right there, people. Exactly. But in order to get to that step, we had 10 years of forming a bond, 10 years of seeing each other go through ups and downs, highs and lows, 10 years of building a relationship where we no longer need to talk every day to consider ourselves friends. We can let a year go by. We can let two years go by. We get mad at at each other and completely throw it out the window, come back together as if nothing ever happened. So I think as Black women, we tend to not, we focus more on romantic relationships than we do our platonic relationships, meaning we're willing to put in the work for our boyfriends, fiancés, husbands, but when it comes to a friend, if she don't text me, I ain't texting her. This is true. I mean, I guess we also have the same type of mentality sometimes with our male counterparts too. Um, But definitely when it comes to this sisterhood, and it's very interesting that, you know, we struggle with this, especially since, you know, other women can understand some of the things that we're going through and help us on our journey. So it's kind of weird that, you know, we have this, this distance that we put between ourselves and our female friends. Uh, going back to this whole issue of trust. So when we talk about trust, and I mean, this is universal trust. You know, trust is something that is very hard to um, really hold on to once there's any type of slit in it. So anytime that I feel like, mm, I don't know if I can trust you, I mean, like all it's going to do is continue to um, expand this gap. You know, the more that you kind of, I feel as though you kind of, you know, deceiving me or you're not being a hundred percent with me. Um, it just continues to put this wedge. So as far as like, when we think about our female relationships, how do you tell whether or not the trust is genuine? Um, cause you know, a lot of people can put on airs and it's, it's unfortunately, it's a lot of people out here putting on airs. Like, how do you know that you're not dealing with somebody who's, you know, um, roping you into a false sense of trust? Because again, we, we get back into this whole competition thing. You know, I've, I've seen it 
and I don't understand it, but um, I, I just have to let it go. I can't fight a battle that I'm losing. Um, I think that goes into point number three. Like you build trust by honoring and covering your sister. Meaning if she told you something personal, it's your responsibility to honor and respect her privacy and keep that woman's secrets. What will tell if you continue to talk to her and continue to give her information about you and let her in is her ability to keep what you told her between you and her. For me, it's a big thing because I'll be honest, I have three best friends. There are certain things that I'll tell you that I wouldn't tell Vanessa. There are certain things I'll tell Vanessa that I wouldn't tell you. There are certain things I'll tell Alicia that I wouldn't tell you or Vanessa. If I tell you something, I need to be able to trust that what I tell you remains between me and you. So it's important that you keep your sister's secrets and you honor their privacy. And I think the more you do that, the more a woman will begin to open up and the more you get deeper into that friendship. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think we do that with all kinds of people, um, you know, in a sense, like you never, you, no one ever knows all of your information, right? Because if you give it all to one person, then you know exactly what the source is, right? So if it ever get out, you don't have to figure out which one of y'all told. No, okay, when you compartmentalize some of that stuff, you start to, you know, put it into different categories, then that can help you also to weed out um, those people who are not trustworthy um, and who don't, you know, respect the relationship that you have, because I do think that it's important as females that we need to honor one another. Um, we have to stop thinking from the place of, oh, she did this and then go run and tell, but why? Like, yes. what's the benefit yes. of that? Um, how, does, how does that benefit not only just, you know, the relationship, but what benefit is it to you to go run and tell, you know, X, Y, and Z? Wait a minute. That, that was just a major gem right there. If I hear about a friend discussing me, discussing my business to another friend, or dare she venture out and discuss it with someone outside of us, oh, that friendship is over. It's done with. That's it. Trust is broken. You're gone. So I got another question and, um, you know, maybe you can, you can enlighten me. Um, so we were talking about competition and we, we mentioned competition, um, for the male attention, but do you see in any of your female relationships, a competition for other female friendships? I share friends. So it is not uncommon for me to make a friend outside of my social circle and then bring her into that. A lot of times women develop a spirit of jealousy and a spirit of envy. And you'll know because they'll say a couple things off color in a joking way. This ain't joking. She just threw a shot. <laughs> you need to pay attention. Okay. So have you ever been in a scenario where you have a group of friends and there's a friend where y'all trust has kind of been broken but she's still cool with one of your other friends how do you navigate that so what what does that start to look like instead of you know there just being a clean break because you share mutual friends now you have to learn to navigate another experience within the same friend group so for me I really believe that friendships are something to be worked on until they are not until you've reached a point where you feel like, okay, we can't go any further. 
I love you, sis. I want you to do well in life, but here's where we stop. Now, with the friend that is kind of the mediator or the link between us, it depends on that friend. My best friend is friends with other people that I am not friends with, but because I have built trust through transparency with her, I am confident that what I'm telling her is not getting back to that other person. The problem comes in when you don't trust friend that is friends with the friend that you no longer talk to. Because then now you feel like, oh, I have to hold back from her. And you're thinking, don't tell her anything that you don't want getting back to the next person. And for me, if I have to do all of that maneuvering and holding back, I'll just cut both relationships and be good. I don't think I've really had a scenario where um, I've, being cool with somebody who's cool with somebody who I'm not cool with. I mean, that just sounds like a whole lot of cool, cool, cool. But <laughs> um, I've never, I've never really been in that space. Um, you know, I, of course, we all have associates um, and acquaintances and those people we keep at an arm's length. Um, but, you know, within my circle of people who I call my friends, um, I really don't feel as though there's any type of issues where it's like, oh my goodness, this girl really betrayed me and you're friends with her. You know, I'm concerned about that relationship because I know like we live in a very, we live very much in a canceled society. So everybody get canceled for everything that happened. You know, now, I'm going to be honest. I am probably head committee member of the cancel society. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest and transparent. I will cut a person off and go about my merry way and not think twice about it. But in my defense, before I have cut a person off, I've usually given them at least three opportunities to show me their true colors. Now, they might not think they have done anything wrong, but I have a really high gift of discernment. So I can tell when a spirit has switched up. I can tell when what you said is either a real joke or not, nah, you just really trying to come for me and covering it up with the hee hee ha ha. And I don't do that. Now, where I can admit that I need to get better in my friendships is confronting an issue so that we can work through that problem and then continue to build our relationship. Each of my best friends, my closest friends, I've had a falling out with, and we've had a come to Jesus talk about <laughs> the thing, whether it was immediately, a week after, months after, a year or two after I've had that, but we've eventually talked that thing out, and I think it just depends on um, the severity of what you feel like you were offended about? And also, do you feel like that friend is an asset and worth keeping? Okay, so you just touched on something that I really wanted to bring to light because, you know, when we're in relationships with our male counterparts, we always talk about communication, transparency, honesty, talking through things, making sure that we don't like hold on to grudges. But it seems like sometimes when we with our female friends, you know, we don't confront those issues we don't sit down and talk about it and in some ways then we're not allowing those friends to actually to grow or to change or to make that um, move so that we can continue our relationship um, sometimes you know if a female offends us you know like I said we live in this cancel society and instead of saying yo sis you know 
you was out of line for X, Y, and Z, or, you know, what you said really bothered me. Um, what we'll do is we'll just kind of sit on it. And then we continue to sit back and be like, okay, she did that once and she did that again. <laughs> <laughs> and she did it again. Now we done, but like we've never addressed it with her. So are we really being fair to her? I'm laughing because you just described me to a T. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just play devil's advocate. Um, it depends on how deep in the friendship you are. Okay. I feel like if you have years in that thing, you know me as a person and I know you. So there are certain things, certain lines, certain boundaries that you do not cross. So at a point, you know what you're doing. You're just trying to see if you can get away with it. Now, if we're early in this friendship thing, I don't know what your buttons are. You know, I don't know what is going to make you tick or what's going to make you call this friendship off. But what I will say is that every woman, no matter the relationship, has to be responsible and accountable for the things that they say and the things that they do. You know if you said something that was wrong. Yeah, I guess, but too, like, I mean, when we think about, again, I'm gonna go back to the male-female relationship. Um, Sometimes we say and do things that don't offend us, but they offend the other person. And we don't know that it's offending them until they say something to us. Because again, we all have our own perception of things and we, we, we are offended differently by things. And sometimes, you know, there is a level of ignorance between people in general. I'm not just talking about male, female. I'm not just talking about female to female. But sometimes, yeah. you know, something might hurt me that, you know, didn't even, like you would have never thought was offensive because okay. to you, um, it, it's not offensive. Um, so I'm just wondering if, because even when, when, when you think about married couples, you know, people who have been married for many years there are still some things that you know they don't know about their partners um because we're always constantly evolving and how and our experiences also change our perceptions of what hurts us so um i'm just i'm just playing devil's advocate too like are we being fair to all our sisters out here or are we just in a place where you know what she burned me and i don't care i'm done with her you know i don't know like let's let's like what do y'all think like we should ask the people out there i mean of course they can't answer back but you know you can hit us with a dm or something let me know because i'm just curious i mean i just know that i've had a falling out with a female who i thought was my friend and it was over something trivial and i didn't realize it was as serious as it was and next thing i knew we weren't friends anymore and i was just like well what happened because you was just five minutes ago calling me your sister and now today you're not even speaking to me over something that i think is <laughs> trivial and you never even say anything you never even addressed it to me so now i don't even get a chance to you know tell my side of the story because you've never said anything to me about it so i'm now i'm making assumptions as to what the problem is because when i reach out you don't respond so now the relationship is dead you know, and we never even addressed what the issue was. True. I think that comes with growth and it comes with maturity. Um, that particular friend may have not been comfortable with um, confrontation. And I'll be honest, one of the main reasons why I don't necessarily um, bring up issues that bother me or things that I felt offended by. Number one, I'm very sensitive. It's hard to believe, but I am. I'm a Pisces. I'm sensitive about my ish. So <laughs> if I'm telling you something that is personal to me, 
especially if I'm going through a really tough time and a really hard time, I expect you to handle me with care. Now, as an adult, I should be able to come to you woman and woman and say, hey, you did this, it offended me. I just needed to get this off my chest so that we can move on. Having sat in that seat and been that woman and ended a friendship that was actually really, really important to me, I can just say that in that moment, she was probably really angry. She was probably trying to avoid confrontation. And she was probably just a little uncomfortable with her emotions. And so just because you're not friends now doesn't mean that that woman might not come back six months from now, a year from now. Nah, boo, it's dead. I was just going to say, but then now we're, we're entering into (laughs) another realm of friendship and that's forgiveness. We have to remember that, guess what? We're human. And just as you offended me, my cutting you out offended you. So now we have to find a middle ground where we can forgive. And if you don't want to forgive, you're within your right because you were abandoned. So I'm about to sound like a real word that I'm not going to say right now because realistically, (laughs) the situation that happened was not something, it wasn't serious. I did not like do anything malicious to her. There were no words exchanged. It was just that I didn't do what she wanted to do and then it became a problem, but she never said anything about it. But I feel as though like when we talk about my money, I make decisions about my money. You don't get mad at me for how I want to spend my money so for me it was a very trivial situation and you know there is no I do not have any like animosity or anything like I don't hold any grudges I try speaking you don't want to speak that's fine with me I know how to back off I can take a hint and like realistically it is what it is like no shade if I saw her if if you know our paths crossed I could speak honestly I still to this day don't understand it but that's life you're not gonna always get it and that's fine let me just be honest and this gonna sound wrong too but some Some people are just self-absorbed and they just want what they want and they don't consider the other people. So if it doesn't cater to their needs or their desires or what they want or what they see, it doesn't matter. You, you don't have to do anything to offend them. If you just go against what they think or they believe, then you done anyways. We have to learn how to navigate those type of people too. I am a firm believer that most problems, most issues can be worked out with a conversation, but both people have to be willing Absolutely. to communicate. Yeah. So she yeah. might still be butthurt, you don't even know. <laughs> she might still be angry and really hurt about whatever happened. And I can guarantee you that that one trivial thing was not why she ended the friendship. There were probably a couple of other little things. So our Black, bold, and bougie sisters. Tell us what you think. How are you building and maintaining relationships with other Black women? We love to hear from you. Drop a comment, send a DM, hit us up.